Live podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 184, and we begin with number 1373. Christ Jesus, who died, yes, who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes, who indeed intercedes for us, is, a, is present in many ways to his church. In his world, in his church's prayer, where two or three are gathered in my name, in the poor, the sick, and the imprisoned, in the sacraments of which he is the author, and the sacrifice of the Mass, and in the person of the minister, but he is present, most especially, in the Eucharistic species. The mode of Christ's presence under the Eucharistic species is unique. It raises the Eucharist above all the sacraments as the perfection of the spiritual life, and the end to which all the sacraments tend. In the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, the body and blood, together with the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore the whole Christ is truly, really, and substantially contained. This presence in the called real, by which is not intended to exclude the other types of presence as if they could not be real too, but because it is present, presence in the fullest sense, that is to say, it is substantial presence by which Christ, God and man, makes himself holy and entirely present. It is by the conversion of the bread and wine into Christ's body and blood that Christ becomes present in this sacrament. The Church Fathers strongly affirmed the faith of the Church in the efficacy of the Word of Christ and of the action of the Holy Spirit to bring about this conversion. Thus, St. John Chrysostom declares... It is not man that causes the things offered to become the body and blood of Christ, but he who was crucified for us, Christ himself. The priest, in the role of Christ, pronounces these words, but their power and grace are God's. This is my body, he says. This word transforms the things offered. And St. Ambrose says about this conversion, Be convinced that this is not what nature has formed, but what the blessing has consecrated. The power of the blessing prevails over that of nature, because by the blessing, nature itself is changed. Could not Christ's word, which can make from nothing what did not exist, change existing things into what they were not before? It is no less a feat to give things their original nature than to change their nature. The Council of Trent summarizes the Catholic faith by declaring, Because Christ our Redeemer said that it was truly his body that he was offering, under the species of bread, it has always been the conviction of the Church of God, and this holy council now declares again that by the consecration of the bread and wine there takes place a change of the whole substance of the bread into the substance of the body of Christ our Lord, and of the whole substance of the wine into the substance of his blood. This change the Holy Catholic Church has fittingly and properly called transubstantiation. The Eucharistic presence of Christ begins at the moment of the consecration and endures as long as the Eucharistic species subsist. Christ is present whole and entire in each of the species and whole and entire in each of their parts in such a way that the breaking of the bread does not divide Christ. Worship of the Eucharist. In the liturgy of the Mass, we express our faith in the real presence of Christ under the species of bread and wine. By among other ways, genuflecting or bowing deeply as a sign of adoration of the Lord. The Catholic Church has always offered and still offers to the sacrament of the Eucharist the cult of adoration, 
not only during Mass, but also outside of it, reserving the consecrated hosts with the utmost care, exposing them to the solemn veneration of the faithful, and carrying them in procession. The tabernacle was first intended for the reservation of the Eucharist in a worthy place so that, so that it could be brought to the sick and those absent outside of Mass. As faith in the real presence of Christ and his Eucharist deepened, the church became conscious of the meaning of silent adoration of the Lord present under the Eucharistic species. It is for this reason that the tabernacle should be located in an especially worthy place in the church and should be constructed in such a way that it emphasizes and manifests the truth of the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. The, um, I think this, this section on, on the Eucharist seems very, uh, one of the clear versions of, of, of the teaching, and, and, and rightly so. It's been a great amount of reflection and, uh, and intellectual power given to, to explaining this great mystery, this you know, kind of central um, uh, uh, connection that the church has with, with her Lord is, is in this Eucharist, and, and the Catechism makes it very clear of what the real presence means. Right? It's kind of an interesting uh, historical truth is that the, the real presence of the Eucharist is not, an, not a truly ancient teaching in that way. And the fact that it is the body and blood of Christ, that is, that is from the very beginning. I mean, very clearly, it's, it's from apostolic times, from the, from the second that Christ ascends into heaven. Uh, all, you know, uh, the, the church believed that the, the Eucharist was the body and blood of Christ. But, you know, for, for a long time, it was actually the real presence was the church, and the mystical body was, was the Eucharist. And, and there is this reversal of terms. So now the church is referred to as the mystical body of Christ, uh, and the Eucharist is the real presence. And, and it's to highlight the fact that, that the unique place that the Eucharist has in the life of the church, the central place that, um, that the rest of her life flows from, which is the presence of God dwelling within his church is the source of power and grace for the church. That this Eucharist that we share, that is, not, that is unbroken even though it is divided, that it is um, still perfect though uh, not always uh, seen in such a way, right? And think about the fracturing of the host during Mass by the priest, that, that even though there is a certain physical breaking, it is not, nothing is lost. In fact, more is gained out of it. That we have in, in this Eucharist this great image, even though it's more than an image because it's efficacious, it actually does, it's effective in what it does, um, that even, even in spite of that, there is this greatness to it. And because of that, and the, the Catechism is really clear, and we should remind ourselves of this, is that because of what we believe, that is why we treat the Eucharist in the way that we do. That's why uh, the tabernacle is supposed to have such an exalted place um, notice that the catechism doesn't say it should be in the center of the church because actually it's recommended in, in certain churches to put the tabernacle off to the side, such as cathedrals or places. I mean, think of places like the National Shrine, you know, place that had or, or St. Peter's Basilica in, in Vatican City. These places don't put the tabernacle in the center because it would be uh, ignored too often. And so they place it off to the side in a reverential place so that you could have a good place of prayer, silent meditation, that it would be exalted in its, in its uh, sense, hiddenness. Now, the average parish church, obviously, it sh I mean, it should not, obviously, but it should be 
exalted, much uh, you know, put placed in the center of the sanctuary so that all should be able to gaze upon it from any seat in the church. Um, and, and how we recognize our Lord's presence speaks to um, our relationship with him, right? That, the, that we should have this, uh, this act of, of a genuflection to say this is something that we, um, we, we recognize what the Eucharist truly is, who the Eucharist truly is. And, and in doing so, uh, by our knee hitting the ground, we are saying this is more than just uh, more than anything else that we would give it to. Right? We, don't, we don't genuflect to statues. We don't genuflect to uh, priests who are in persona Christi but aren't uh, Christ himself, that we don't uh, you know, genuflect on our, on our right knee to anyone else in the world. But rather, we it is to our God that we are coming into into His presence, and and we can only say this because He has told us so. We would never uh, make this up. We would never be so bold as to claim that God would dwell amongst His people in such a such a uh, real and powerful way. But He said He would, and so we take Him at His word that He is faithful and that He is true, and so in. In all of that, in, in bringing together all of our Eucharistic theology, we make a simple act of genuflecting, of, of recognizing his presence, and then giving him the worship that is due because of his goodness in dwelling with us.